Good afternoon and welcome to the Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my co-host Michael Kubik. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Let us uh, begin as we always do with our prayer to St. Michael. In, In the, the name, name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. We got, uh, who's our council this week? Well, our council this week is Knights of Columbus Council 14395, St. Margaret Mary over in Harrisburg. And we'd, uh, we'd like to thank them for all they've done for Holy Family Radio and uh, their fine contributions to keep this station up and running. There you go. And we have a special guest, Michael. Yeah, before we hit uh, our guest, who's been on here before, and he's one that we appreciate and we enjoy very much, I, I would do a, a little moment of silence here, if you would, and I know we're not going to do silence on the radio. But uh, Father Edward Schweiker uh, passed away, and Father Ed was the uh, last father prior for the State Council of Squires uh, Council, or Circle 8044. And he was really a good man. He did so much for the uh, young squires that eventually became knights in the state of Pennsylvania. And I know that he was one of the um, most fervent writers of letters to Supreme saying they never should have got rid of squires. I think of the thing I miss the most, and I did put this on my Facebook post, is um, he'd always call himself Fred. And what Fred was is F-R for Father and Ed for Father Ed. So when he would call me, he'd say, Mike, this is Fred. Oh, no. And um, I'm going to miss that. And there you go. I'm going to miss him. And, uh, but I know he's with our Lord in heaven. So uh, keep him in your prayers. And uh, with that, uh, I think it's appropriate when you talk. I mean, he is in life with our Lord for eternal life. And I think when you think about that, I don't know of a better guest to have than Jack Rosati, who is the uh, life director for the state of Pennsylvania. So without further ado, welcome, Jack. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joe. How are you guys doing? Just We're fine. Doing well, getting ready to stuff Thanksgiving turkeys <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, gain another 10 pounds, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you, you brought up Father Ed. Um, I've had a, several chances to sit and break bread with Father Ed. Um, he was also the prior for the fourth degree out here in the West, and um, what a great guy, um, super spiritual. Um, I guess the word I would use is very pious, but but a wonderful man, and um, he will be greatly missed. But you're right, he's um, in the arms of someone much better. No doubt. Jack, um, one of the reasons we like to have you on is, is first of all, you're articulate, which makes it really easy for Joe and I, because we're not. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think the second thing is, is, I know that uh, when you were membership director in the Jago administration and every job you've ever held at the state level, you have a passion for what, you're, uh, what you do. And you, you're two years or four years removed from uh, another very passionate man. We had John Meenan, uh, you know, when uh, you and I worked together. 
and I know that you're the same individual. You carry this passion with you. And, and we wanted to, you to talk about some of the life programs that are out there and, and some that, uh, you know, maybe have changed over the past couple of years. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, you know, I, I kind of tease my fellow program chairmen and directors that hey, yeah, you, everything you do is important, but without life, you know, it means nothing. Um, you know, everything starts with life. You know, you're right. My passion has always been, um, even when I was a, a district deputy, I went out and started the Western Pennsylvania Ultrasound Project with um, fellow district deputy Tom Pearson. I think you know Tom. Mm-hmm. He and I went out and um, just started raising money for these pregnancy resource centers to get them uh, ultrasound machines. And I can tell you that the easiest part of working the program, the ultrasound program, is raising the money. Um, people will give. Um, I think I think you're seeing it all over that the uh, life beginning at conception is resonating more and more, especially with young people today. And it gives me a great deal of hope when I see or saw the young people at the March for Life um, and they are always show up in great numbers every year. So I think, we're, you know, we're in good hands. We're heading in the right direction. Uh, we still have so much to do. So, uh, you know, the hardest thing in the, in the ultrasound project is finding facilities that qualify machines. It's important that they are, and I'm doing air quotes here, um, medical facilities, uh, you know, they have to have all those qualifications that the state and Supreme requires them to have to be a medical facility, a doctor on staff that can read the ultrasounds, trained technicians that can truly do the ultrasounds. Um, and then, of course, you have the rest of the staff in those facilities that um, preach the gospel to the people that come in, that counsel the fathers that also come in and, and need some guidance. Um, those facilities are just so important right now um, to our abortion-vulnerable women that, um, you know, it's such an easy thing to raise money for. People see it. So we have had a goal of 12 machines in the state of Pennsylvania this year. Now, to give you some perspective, 10 years ago when the program started, since then, the state of Pennsylvania has 72 machines as of today. I'm sorry, 74 machines as of today. So we did 12 already this fraternal year, and we're only halfway through the fraternal year. So I think we're, um, I think we did pretty well. We're probably going to blow that number away with a few more before the end of the year. But um, it's 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 a testament to what the Knights of Columbus do on a day in day out basis. We help people, um, and we. We try to be the hands of God here on earth. Um, and I am so proud of all my brother knights that have stepped up on the pro-life front to fight this this evil that is abortion. Yeah, truer words couldn't be spoken. Um, it is a shame, and I think one of the things that, I'm not going to say it hurt me, but it, it really, it, it did depress me was the amount of people that after the election said they voted because they didn't want their abortion rights taken away. 
I, I, I just have so much trouble with that. I, I really do. I, I, you know, I don't even know if there's enough prayer that I can say to even comprehend. I mean, I, I just can't comprehend somebody saying that, that, you know, I wish I could kill more kids. I really no, don't. No, I, I can't either. And, and you know what? We were all, the three of us, up at the Morning Star Pregnancy Center here in Harrisburg, where they, we, the Knights just uh, dedicated and had Bishop Gaynor bless three new ultrasound machines that were installed up there. And when you see the images on that picture in utero of a little human being, you know, it's, I don't know, Michael, like I said, I can't wrap my head around that. It really is something. Well, and isn't it, isn't it something that, you know, the statistics that I've been told from pregnancy resource centers such as those um, is that the numbers that they see, people coming in that are, I'm not going to say abortion determined, but let's call them abortion minded, um, come in and over 80% of the women that see that image choose life. Now, what I, I know ultrasound machine images are shown on TV all the time. What did they think that was? Um, and and they, like you said, the images that these new machines are providing, oh, my goodness, it's, um, you know, you can see, oh, wow, that my baby looks like Uncle Bob, you know, or mm-hmm. geez, this, Bobby, this baby looks just like your mom. Um, and that's how accurate and definitive these machines now are. It's amazing. And uh, you wish that every abortion vulnerable woman could see that and that 80% of them could change their mind like like we want them to, or 100%. But, you know, it's a battle. Um, the devil is out there and uh, working against us every day. We just need to do our best to, to fight the devil. There you go. And, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, when, when you see that, it reminds me of the fact that we're, for all of the fundraising that we do for this and other projects, that you talk about a good return on an investment. Right there it is. Well, I think that's the bottom line. Um, you know, when you come to an ultrasound machine, it doesn't really matter how much is invested when it comes to money. If you save one human life, I think uh, that alone is worth any amount of money that anyone could raise. Yeah, amen. There you, and, you know, I, when I go to these pregnancy resource centers, when we do either the check presentation with pictures and all of that and that but then mostly the blessing ceremonies um you know i make sure that i I tell them you know you guys will associate with this too that you know as we get older you know you things thoughts start getting into your head um have i done anything to leave this world in a better than when i came did i make a difference and i make sure that those people that work in those facilities understand that they will never, as old as they may get, ever have to ask themselves that question. Nope. Um, the lives that they are saving, and, and we're just, and I tell them, we're honored to be a small part of their ministry. Um, the lives that they save um, hopefully will be voices for us when we, when we need them, you know? Yeah, we're the means to an end. We provide the equipment. They go out and get the RN degrees and the training to operate these machines. And, you know, our prayers, and it's, it all works together. It's an awesome program. It's an awesome machine, um, changing and saving lives every day. And uh, like I said, the Knights of Columbus, I'm so proud of the work that 
that our brother knights have done, especially out there, that Morning Star facility that you just mentioned. Yes, sir. Um, I remember when that came up, you know, the, the lady wanted three machines. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you know, it, okay. Uh, and I told the people there, um, our past state deputy, Wayne Freak, I said, Wayne, don't worry about the money. The money will come. You will do this. If you found a place that needs three machines, it'll happen. And, and sure enough, it took a little bit longer than they wanted, but um, it's never the money. Nope. The money is never the problem. Nope, but they're there and they're working and installed and working beautifully. With that, Jack, let's uh, take a breather here and uh, do a couple of uh, messages, and we'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by Michael Kubik, my co-host. And Michael, we were going to go and talk about uh, various and sundry uh, topics, if you will, on the, the knife section of or the life section. I thought yeah, I, I, I thought I said knife, Joe. Yeah, know. faith in action. You know, we have the life uh, community, and we have the director from uh, life. And uh, Jack's going to run down some of the programs that are contained within. Uh, the life uh, area. So, Jack, go ahead and yeah, give us some scoop. Our, um, there's a total of eight programs under the life category. We already talked about the ultrasound project and the ultrasound programs, but there are also some that come very close to that and some a little different. But we've talked also about in the past the pregnancy center support, uh, the ASAP program, um, that's aid and support after pregnancy. So councils now can donate money or diapers or formula, whatever they want, to pregnancy centers, and uh, Supreme will send, for every $500 worth of either money or supplies, for every $500 a council does, um, Supreme will send that place $100. So it's sort of similar to the um, support the seminarian programs that we do, except that $100 goes directly to the facility that needs it. Um, and, you know, what's, what good is it to give, like, give someplace an ultrasound machine if they can't keep the lights on? There you go. That's, that's, um, that's important for everyday maintenance and, and running of the facility. And councils around the state have really embraced this program uh, and uh, very, very glad that the Supreme came up with it. And, you know, part of it is because... I mentioned to you that it's hard to find facilities that qualify for the ultrasound machines. Well, there's a lot of facilities out there that aren't medical, but they are doing God's work in, in preaching the gospel of life and supporting the uh, abortion-vulnerable women just in, in either the word or supplies for their, their prenatal care and after the baby. So that um, ASAP program is taking off like a rocket, and we're, uh, we're proud to participate in that. Some of the other programs under the life category are um, Christian, Relief, uh, Christian Refugee Relief Fund. You know, 
Catholics and Christians all over the world are persecuted just because of their Christian faith. And uh, the Knights of Columbus have always been on the forefront of supporting them in any way that they can. So that Christian Refugee Relief Fund is under the life category, and so many councils participate in that every year. The March for Life is another program under the life program, obviously. So uh, this year um, we had the March for Life in Harrisburg, and I know, Mike, you were there. Yes. Uh, yeah, we had our and, groups. Uh, again, I think we mentioned it before, but so many young people, so gratifying to see that uh, they're picking up the um, picking up the gauntlet and running with it, too. So the other one is masks for special needs people. Uh, we encourage our councils to um, get their church, their parish, to do just one mass a year for the people in their parish with special needs. And that may involve, uh, you know, helping going to a facility, picking people up, bringing them to mass, making them, uh, uh, getting them comfortable in what might not be the most comfortable atmosphere for their special need. So, uh, so many councils uh, participate in that also. There's a novena for life. Uh, So councils, and this is something very easy to do, uh, is a novena for life. And it's not just for unborn babies or um, people with special needs. It's for anyone from in the spectrum of life. You know, especially we sometimes tend to forget about our senior citizens um, and how, especially this time of year, how lonely they can be. So we have these novenas for life that, that are specifically for every category and every aspect of life. And the Silver Rose program, you all know about. You all know about that. It's a it's a uh, actual silver rose that travels around the country. Um, we get it in our state for a short period of time, and you're to do a mass um, for uh, for life. You know, it's to be presented uh, at a mass, and you do a ceremony basically. Um, and it has so much to do with Our Lady of Guadalupe, and. That Silver Rose program has become, almost it's almost like the Special Olympics torch as it travels across the country. The Silver Rose has become that kind of a symbol of life as it goes around our state and around the country. And then the last thing I really wanted to talk about, um, Joe and Mike, is the Special Olympics. You know, um, it's, it's just occurred to me, you know, you and I are talking um, here today on the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And it was the Kennedys that started the Special Olympics. Eunice Kennedy had a, um, had a child named Rosemary with special needs. And she was speaking with other parents with, that had special needs children. And the biggest thing was, well, I can't send my kid to camp. Uh, they won't accept my kid at this summer camp or at this, this event. And she said, well, bring them to me, and we'll have a camp here. Um, and John Kennedy saw what was going on there. And as a Knight of Columbus, John Kennedy asked the Knights to be a partner for Special Olympics. So I thought it was kind of, uh, it, it rang a bell in my head when I saw the date on the calendar and uh, what that means for Special Olympics with John Kennedy. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, we set a goal in the beginning of the year for to raise $100,000 for Special Olympics. We're halfway through that campaign, and we're a little behind. 
So I'm trying to get the word out to councils. You know, one of the biggest arguments about donating to Pennsylvania Special Olympics was that the council would donate that money, but they were also being asked to donate to their local Special Olympics chapter. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Westmoreland County Special Olympics or uh, I don't know all the counties out in your way. But And they felt that that was kind of redundant. They had to do one. They would just do their local one. We've gotten a commitment from Special Olympics of Pennsylvania that for every dollar raised locally sent to Special Olympics of Pennsylvania, they will trickle that money back down to the local chapter where the money was raised. So um, I'm keeping track uh, of where those areas are and who should get the money once we ultimately get that $100,000 to the state. So I'm hoping that takes away some of the reluctance of councils to participate in this program. Even though donating to your local chapter Knights uh, Special Olympics, they are supposed to report back to Pennsylvania Special Olympics and say, hey, you know, we got this check for $1,200 from Council 785. Um, put that towards the, or the money needed for the goal that the Knights of Columbus had. Well, Special Olympics has the same problem that, as we do in the Knights of Columbus, and that is in reporting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they don't always get those reports back on what, uh, what monies were raised locally. So this is going to alleviate that problem of the money that was raised locally, sending it to the state. Just send it to the state, and it'll get down to the local ones. Am I making sense? Did that all come across clear? Yes, it, it, it does. You're going to give it to the state, and then it's going to filter down to Harrisburg area chapters or Westmoreland County or Dolphin or Dolphin or Lackawanna, Luzerne County, Allegheny County, wherever the need is. That they'll, wherever that, that, that money was raised. Right, that, that that money will trickle back down. Yes, so if, if, let's say, Lackawanna County raised more money than any other part of the state did, Lackawanna County is going to get their portion of what was raised. Exactly. It's a better way, I think, in the long run of keeping track of it, Jack. Yes, much easier to keep track of. Yes. Well, I think that, you know, it's, it, it, it's no different than anything else. The... Uh, Special Olympics, the Knights of Columbus, um, Council of Catholic Women, everyone. We are a bureaucracy, and it it's hard to get information to everyone about where things come from. But I know that you've stepped up, and this is the easiest way to do it. If you send it into the state, uh, now Special Olympics uh, hierarchy and the Knights of Columbus hierarchy aware are aware of where the money is and how it's supposed to be distributed back down to the area that the council raised the money from. And the two on both sides of the hierarchy probably know each other in the different areas, you know. And it's yeah, they pick up yeah. the phone, they call. If there's a mistake, they can they can fix it quicker. Sure. Exactly, and that's I'm trying to get that um, communication channels even broader uh, in. in uh, trying to identify the people locally to from the Knights and then back to the Special Olympics. Hey, can I talk about one more thing? Surely. I got about a minute and a half according to my calendar here. But yeah, you're close. I just received from you um, a letter in the mail asking for, I guess you're having your campaign for raising more money for your Holy Family Radio. We're yes, always sir. doing that. Always doing that. <laughs> and I want 
you for that because I would normally forget. Um, and I want to encourage everyone that's listening um, that if you enjoy this kind of programming and you um, want to hear more of it to make sure that you're going to do like I'm going to do, uh, write that check and put it in the envelope that you sent me, and I'll, I'll get it back to you as soon as I can. Well, Jack, thank you on behalf of Holy Family Radio. We appreciate it, and we appreciate the plug to all the people out there because <laughs> it's it really and truly is important. This is a form of evangelization in so many aspects, all the different shows that are on. Um, we like it from Night Talk's perspective because we try to keep our brother Knights and their families informed of what's happening locally, and in your case, what's happening statewide with the Knights of Columbus. Well, thank you for being there. Thanks for uh, spreading the word and evangelizing. You know, not everyone is as fortunate that we can all get out and do the things we want to do. Uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure this this media is sometimes their only way of he- hearing hearing the good things that they need to hear. So keep keep up the good work. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll do my part uh, in a contribution of some kind. But um, I want to thank you guys for what you do. Thank you, Jack. We much appreciate that very much. Uh, before we go, I want on behalf of Mike and uh, the rest of the gang here at Holy Family Radio uh, wish you and yours a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. With that, along with Mikey Kubik and our buddy at the state level, Mr. Jack, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>